Let my prayer be set forth in thy sight as the incense, and let the lifting up of my hands be an evening sacrifice. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no health in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind, in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. The Almighty and merciful Lord grant you absolution and remission of all your sins, true repentance, amendment of life, and the grace and consolation of his Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 116, page 486. My delight is in the Lord, because he hath heard the voice of my prayer. Because he hath inclined his ear unto me, therefore will I call upon him as long as I live. The snares of death compassed me round about, and the pains of hell got hold upon me. I found trouble and heaviness, then called I upon the name of the Lord. O Lord, I beseech thee, deliver my soul. Gracious is the Lord, and righteous, yea, our God is merciful. The Lord preserveth the simple, I was in misery, and he helpeth me. Turn again then unto thy rest, O my soul, for the Lord hath rewarded thee. And why thou hast delivered my soul from death? mine eyes from tears, and my feet from falling. I will walk before the Lord in the land of the living. I believed, and therefore will I speak, but I was sore troubled. I said in my haste, All men are liars. What reward shall I give unto the Lord for all the benefits that he hath done unto me? I will receive the cup of salvation, and call upon the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows now in the presence of all his people. Right dear in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. Behold, O Lord, how that I am thy servant. I am thy servant and the son of thine handmaid. Thou hast broken my bonds in asunder. I will offer to thee the sacrifice of thanksgiving and will call upon the name of the Lord. 
I will pay my vows unto the Lord in the sight of all his people, in the courts of the Lord's house, even the midst of thee, O Jerusalem. Praise the Lord. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the 15th verse of the 13th chapter of the book of Nehemiah. In those days I saw in Judah some people treading wine presses on the Sabbath, and bringing in sheaves, and loading donkeys with wine, grapes, figs, and all kinds of burdens, which they brought into Jerusalem on the Sabbath day. And I warned them about the day on which they were selling provisions. Men of Tyre dwelt there also, who brought in fish and all kinds of goods, and sold them on the Sabbath to the children of Judah, and in Jerusalem. Then I contended with the nobles of Judah, and said to them, What evil thing is this that you do, by which you profane the Sabbath day? Did not your fathers do thus, and did not our God bring all this disaster on us and on this city? Yet you bring added wrath on Israel by profaning the Sabbath. So it was, at the gates of Jerusalem, as it began to be dark before the Sabbath, that I commanded the gates to be shut, and charged that they must not be opened till after the Sabbath. Then I posted some of my servants at the gates, so that no burdens would be brought in on the Sabbath day. Now the merchants and sellers of all kinds of wares lodged outside Jerusalem once or twice. Then I warned them and said to them, Why do you spend the night around the wall? If you do so again, I will lay hands on you. From that time on, they came no more on the Sabbath. And I commanded the Levites that they should cleanse themselves and that they should go and guard the gates to sanctify the Sabbath day. Here endeth the first lesson. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He hath showed strength with his arm. He hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath holpen his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers, Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the 13th verse of the 15th chapter of the Acts of the Apostles. And after they had become silent, James answered, saying, Men and brethren, listen to me. Simon has declared how God at the first visited the Gentiles to take out of them a people for his name. And with this the words of the prophets agree, just as it is written, After this I will return, and will rebuild the tabernacle of David which has fallen down. I will rebuild its ruins, and I will set it up, so that the rest of mankind may seek the Lord. Even all the Gentiles who are called by my name, says the Lord who does all these things. Known to God from eternity are all his works. Therefore I judge that we should not trouble those from among the Gentiles who are turning to God. 
but that we write to them to abstain from things polluted by idols, from sexual immorality, from things strangled, and from blood. For Moses had had throughout many generations those who preach him in every city, being read in the synagogues every Sabbath. Here endeth the second lesson. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace, according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. And do thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, make clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O Lord, we beseech thee mercifully to hear us, and grant that we, to whom thou hast given an hearty desire to pray, may by thy mighty aid be defended and comforted in all dangers and adversities, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness, through the merits of Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night. For the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Good evening, all. The lessons for tonight have a somewhat of a, a little bit more of an opaque connection to each other, but I'd like to take the time to un unpack it. In Psalm 116, we see the psalm cleanly divided between a situation of great desperation that besets the psalmist and then the uh, response of thanksgiving that the psalmist gives after being delivered from it. Um, the, the psalmist reflects in some of the more famous language of the uh, prayer of the poetry of the psalms. Uh, you know, the pains of hell gat hold upon me, right? The, the, the snares closed in around me. Um, it's a little ambiguous whether this refers to, um, as in Psalm 18, 
um, like the like being in the midst of a battle uh, or amongst amidst people that are trying to uh, harm you in some grievous way, or if this is some uh, some illness that has beset the psalmist. Uh, but nevertheless, uh, he cries out to God, and then they, in a very common pattern in the Psalms, God answers him, uh, delivers him in due time from his affliction. Um, the psalmist, you know, beholds the kind of falsehood of and the in, in the impotence of other people to help him out of this situation, and it forces him to rely solely on God by the end. And in doing so, he sees God as ultimately worthy of his praise because uh, only God could have delivered him out of the dire straits that he had found himself in. So we see this continuity of situation gets bad, situation gets really bad to the point where, um, where the psalmist is forced to rely entirely upon God and to trust him with a whole heart. Um, and then in seeing the deliverance that God brings is then offers him and a, 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 he spends really the half, the other half of the psalm talking about the sacrifice of thanksgiving that he offers to God and that it proceeds naturally from this gratitude for having been delivered, and that this ultimately results in an act of liturgical worship that he offers, but that his, it's, it's offered in, a, in using a word we use often, uh, uh, recollectively, which is um, in this, in the, uh, having kind of gathered together his experiences as the foundation out of which he is offering this praise and worship. And that's significant because in Nehemiah tonight, we see a kind of collapse of that continuity. Um, we've been talking through this week through the book of Nehemiah, and as we'll recall when we left it on Wednesday, um, the you know the Ezra the priest had read the riot act to Israel. They had you know gone into sackcloth and ashes for multiple days, lamenting their sins, and been restored to a sense of hope that the God of Israel would be faithful to them. And then here in the last chapter, sadly, Nehemiah is lamenting that uh, that the the people who have returned from captivity after this terrible sort of generational ordeal that the people faced um, are now falling back into the old habits that he points out in explicitly are the things that drove them into exile in the first place. Uh, in the verses that follow our lesson tonight, we um, see the, um, the Israelites sort of, or the, the returning Jews to, to, to Judah, um, they are uh, they're intermarrying with the people groups around and adopting their idols again and falling into idolatry as well as Sabbath breaking. And so Nehemiah, uh, the governor, and Ezra, the priests, are sort of beside themselves with this, with observing that these these ruinous habits, which they, which you know, in our last chapters, they we saw sort of embedding in the heart that you know, was producing this sense of corporate conviction and generational conviction, um, have now become just sort of um, acceptable things to do. And Nehemiah is desperately like running about in the last verses of this book, trying to get these people to stop doing this. Um, lest the ruin befall them again. And that's really kind of how the historical portion of the of the Old Testament ends. Um, before we get into the into some of the, the into the wisdom literature and the prophets, um, and that's a that's a troubling way for for the for the thing to end. And so um, and so what we see there though is the foundation laid um, for what would later become the phenomenon of the Pharisee. Um, and particularly why in the Gospels you see such a big to do constantly made out of the breaking of the Sabbath and, and any, they sort of become the Sabbath police and the idolatry police, um, mainly after the tradition of Nehemiah and Ezra, um, trying desperately to keep the, 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 the continuity of Israel intact um, and to not be driven into ruin again. Ironically, as we find out in the Gospels, of course, this, this ends up ruining itself that the hyper obsession with enforcing piety um, where hearts are not converted 
and where people are not repentant um, proves to be a not only a failure, but then actually corrupts and ruins the, the authority of those religious leaders themselves and leads them to mistake the Messiah of Israel uh, for a ne'er-do-well that they need to kind of boot, uh, boot out of the camp before he ruins everything, not realizing he's bringing the whole, the salvation of that God had long promised. Um, and so, you know, we observe that we can observe, we can take away from this a kind of lazy conclusion that um, where, you know, that the, the that this sort of hyper-focus on law and keeping the law and being, a, you know, makes us into Pharisees and we shouldn't be worried about that. But that's not what we get from the um, the judgments of the first church council that meets in Acts 15 in our second lesson tonight. James, who is uh, presiding over the council in his judgment at the end, actually exhorts uh, Gentile Christians um, that they that they're not uh, that they're not under the law, but that the law um, is has been proclaimed from for generations among their Jewish Christian brethren, and that as a point of unity beyond the liberty in Christ that the Gentiles have been declared to have, and also the liberty in Christ that the, that their their Jewish brethren are being called into, having lived under the law for uh, for their entire people's history. Um, it's pointing them to a new vision of freedom that is beyond both of those and exhorts them to observe certain tenets of the law um, as a way of, of, of cultivating unity and intercommunion with their Jewish brethren. Um, and so what we see, we could take the lesson away from Nehemiah that, you know, of course, you know, like, oh, if we, we get hyper focused on the rules or on moral morality, we're going to, you know, fall, we're going to fall apart um, and we're going to become Pharisees. Um, you know, it'd be the wrong conclusion because um, there is, you know, there is something to to be said about um, submitting to something out of a sense of freedom for the Lord's sake and for the sake of our brethren, that our liberty in Christ can never be the cause for us to make it harder for other people to believe in Jesus. Um, and so the taken taken together, these lessons kind of put us back in the in the posture of the psalmist, hopefully, who out of our experience of God moving among us, moves us to a, a corporate unified act of thanksgiving and praise. Um, and so that we don't uh, we don't get drawn into um, either the kind of hyper legalistic moralism on one hand, or we don't use our freedom in Christ as a kind of lawlessness that makes it harder for our brethren to uh, to be made more disciples of Jesus. So there's something for all of us tonight, but remember that the, that posture of prayer is where we all need to be. With that, let's turn to our intercession on page 590, remembering as we do those for whom we are praying. Accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations, and may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings, temporal and spiritual, upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any trouble.
and do thou the God of pity, administer to them according to their several necessities. For his sake, who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. O most loving Father, who willest us to give thanks for all things, to dread nothing but the loss of thee, and to cast all our care on thee who carest for us. Preserve us from faithless fears and worldly anxieties, and grant that no clouds of this mortal life may hide from us the light of that love which is immortal, and which thou hast manifested unto us in thy Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all for being here tonight. Thanks to Barbara and Rochelle, my co-leaders tonight, and I hope you have a wonderful start to your evening. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good evening. Have a good night, everybody. Bye.